0: in order to operate needed to steal things in order to come into fruition if you're talking about a whole class of the bourgeoisie where are they gonna get that injection they get that from stealing it's called primitive accumulation and it's something that has been at the beginning of every new economic system Uh, in this case took the form of stealing land and stealing labor they tried to do that with at first with mainly white working class folks. And they they realized the problem that that they were having, because they needed white working class folks for other um, forms of labor, they needed to figure out um, a way that uh, that white working class would be able to feel safe in their being in the in this time, we're talking about Europe, Africa was the answer. They stole minerals as well, not just land from here, but minerals from Africa, and labor from Africa, they started uh, stealing people from Africa ship bringing them here, and white and to explain why this was different. Why this was not endangering the white working class, they had to say, Well, look, these are a different group of people, we wouldn't this, these are not even people, we wouldn't even do this to you. And at the time, you know, they could say Irish were different groups of people, too, because Irish were not considered white yet. The theory that of race was invented to justify slavery. Now, before that, they talked about things in nation nations. It's not like there weren't wars or people didn't hate other people before that. But it was always talked about in terms of nations. It was nations. And sometimes there'd be descriptions of people. But the idea that this nation and that nation were related because they looked the same was not one that existed. So this idea of, of race was put forward to justify uh, slavery and to say, look, these are a lower form of being, you should not feel united with them. This is not your problem. This is that so there was a need for racism. Similarly, now there's the same need, right? Because stereotypes about black folks are used to explain to the white working class that poverty is the cause of people making their own bad choices as opposed to poverty being the being a, necess, a being necessitated by capitalism the truth is you cannot have capitalism without
1: poverty Hell of the guy
2: all right welcome to movie night extravaganza i'm here with jason miles co-host of this is revolution podcast a podcast that i have both a hat and a shirt or a sweatshirt <laughs> that uh <laughs> merged from the website and Kona Neutron who I'm going to let uh, explain all of his, pro- all of his projects. I don't have my second screen right now. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm visiting the family, so I don't have it to check everything down. Um. <laughs>
1: There's not that many Kona Neutron's Protonic Reversal, a uh, long running music interview discussion podcast uh one of the longest running i might add at this point at least consistently fuck your shit <laughs> and uh conan neutron the secret friends rock and roll band uh ostensibly at least on paper you know not much shows playing right now but lots of lots of stuff like that and of course since it's the movie show i am on letterboxd com, Kona neutron which uh, i i quite like that site that's a that that's a, that was like a good covid discovery of mine and it's kind of gotten me into well, this talking about movies with bros and new bros. And a, lot also of, a lot of people have
2: gotten into it, like in, in the podcasting world, I feel like. And I, like there's definitely been like some some podcast beef that's like translated some movie reviews, which is kind of funny. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> well, for me, it's like I, I got I got to catch up on like a whole like a whole decade of movies I basically missed because I was busy touring. I was like, oh, man, that's all kinds of good stuff I missed. <laughs> right on. So that's, you know. I'm not saying the COVID's great or anything because it's not, but it's <laughs> good for that.
2: Conan Neutron telling us COVID is the best thing. Yeah, human think- race, and and the death toll <laughs> <pull>
3: keeps coming. <laughs> right,
1: let's get me canceled early on. We're only like five minutes in, right? <laughs>
3: that's, that's what all, it didn't shut down my show, but it, uh, we had a bit of a scare here, and and for the last couple of weeks, like I'm just now catching up to a lot of work because. I won't get into it, but yeah, COVID's a real thing, and it finally infiltrated yeah. uh, into into our household. So,
1: neighbor oh, wow. got it. Our neighbor right over there got really? COVID. Him and his wife both. Yup, this dude's be um, because you works on the garbage me. trucks. Oh. and uh, they, they recovered, but it was like he was—he was like, "Yeah, it was no joke, man." Like we, were, yeah. like, we, thought, well, we well, thought it stays, it was on, we stays on
2: surfaces for a really long time. Like yeah. I don't know, like I can't, like I feel like. I mean, it definitely. I've heard. Uh, Paul Prescott had a really good, um, like interview about it on a uh, on Jacobin show. Like, he he was doing a um, he, I don't know, he was talking to, to someone that was representing in, in Philadelphia the uh the garbage collectors like their union and and they were talking about like the added danger during COVID that uh yeah. that 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 they're facing um like waste management I guess in general. Um, all right, so. We're talking about two movies tonight. Um, This is going to be a special bonus stream, probably released on Thursday. But uh, I think that this would—I think there's going to be a really interesting conversation, and I'm probably going to shut up for a lot of it and let you guys talk because, I mean, you know, you guys are both—you guys both have roots in Oakland—and tonight's an Oakland-centric episode.
3: And, I mean, Tony's uh, lived in Oakland longer. I was born in Oakland, but I grew up in a city called Richmond, California. Um. Coden actually i think he lived in oakland longer than i lived in oakland
1: 22 years
3: yeah could combine i haven't lived in oakland that long i lived in richmond longer
2: would you say he's oakland white is that
3: (laughs) no you gotta be born you gotta be born into it it's 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 really one of those things you gotta be born into i I he was telling something about oakland white because i guess in the movie blind spotting there's a line where he's like not hipster white but oakland white and yeah. I was like, "Oakland White's a thing." And
2: no, it's when uh, it's when it's when the, that fight scene is happening when the guys on yeah. fire and and the Indian guy is like, he's like, "Oh yeah, like Oakland White." He's like, the Oakland White guy runs up and he starts beating the shit out of, and then he just keeps naming people like Neil Patrick Harris, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> off, like, different white celebrities.
1: That that scene, fight scene. Yeah, it, it's a right outside the alley, which was like my neighborhood bar. Like that's where that was my bar, and one of the reasons I went to. Mm-hmm. no fucking hipsters. That, that was one of the reasons why I always went there. Because the, the alley was like, that's like shorthand for like, oh, you know. Okay, you know, right on. That,
2: they all got set on fire, right? <laughs> that,
3: that, that scene, that scene to me made the entire film. I definitely had little mild critiques of that film, but like that scene in a nutshell, the way yeah. that kid told the story, I think I told you for us in a message. I was like, oh, that sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> describing the exact same thing like that's exactly what it would sound like and i know cats that look like that that are from out here that talk the yeah. same way <laughs> like,
1: yeah I I mean, tell- that whole- not- yeah go ahead, no, go, go ahead. I-, I was just gonna say that whole interaction uh you know the 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 fight scene is like swingers with consequences basically
3: <laughs> I- the only thing i would say about that scene and i think conan said something like this in the chat we were having is that uh bouncers get a lot of latitude to kind of knock the fuck out of people. Yeah. yeah. Like uh I remember outside of a club, a divey ass fucking bar that had shows that no one would go to called the Stork Club in Oakland. <laughs> uh I was there. Yeah. Well, we we either we were I think we were performing. I don't even think we were performing. I think I was there to visit somebody. And uh a white kid came up on a skateboard. And this is, this is kind of Oakland white in a nutshell for us. A white kid came up on a skateboard, and he was drunk off his ass. And the door guy was a, another white kid. And when I say kid, I mean in their mid-20s, because I'm old, right? That's a kid now. And so the bouncer is trying to tell the kid with the skateboard, like, hey, man, you're too drunk to come in. And the drunk white kid kind of beats the shit out of the bouncer to the point where I had to, like, break it up.
2: Did he use the skateboard? Was that a...
3: No, that's what made it even better.
2: I've, 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 I've seen, I feel like I've seen, like, you know what I mean? Kids with skateboards, like, try to use a skateboard with them. No, the I mean,
1: a video game, man. That he's, member, Bart.
3: No, <laughs>
1: he just beat
3: his ass and then kind of laughed about it. But then he didn't come in. He, like, left. And yeah. I was like, man, this is that's, – that's Oakland.
1: Yeah,
2: that's real <laughs> shit right there. Welcome, welcome
3: to Oakland. Oakland. Yeah, yeah, like
1: that's
3: uh, that. I don't know. I was joking with Forrest Conan. I said Tom Hanks is Oakland white. <laughs> oh, you
1: mean uh, Colin Hanks? You mean no, not uh, Chet, Chet Chet Hanks. Hanks. That, I think, oh, right? Chet the one. That's, that's the, right. so the Colin Hanks aired. made the. Yeah, yeah, Colin Hanks made the Tower Records documentary. Yeah, job, I like that, which is super good. And mm. then Chet Hanks is the rapper, right?
3: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he is. No, their dad to me is like so Oakland.
2: Yo, but that Chad Hanks, it reminds me of a rich version of the guy in Blind Spotting, like kind of, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like that energy, yeah. like, like, you know, that guy's speaking in like a Jamaican accent when he's like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> when it, when it's, when the, oh, those, those lights it out. Those,
3: oh my God. So living at the studio, the bigger reggae bands come through all the time. And a lot of that, which is so funny, Conan, a lot of Blind Spotting is filmed around the corner from Soundwave. I, I know. I never saw the filming. And I I wasn't driving at the time they were filming. I'm like, where the fuck were these guys? Did they get all those fucking shots in a day, or were those like stock shots they pulled from somewhere? No, no. I
1: mean, they they, they did a real like. So both Rafael uh, Casal, I think is his name, and Devi Diggs, like. Rafael from
2: Cruz, it. Ted Cruz is.
1: Shitty Freudian slip. Wouldn't wish that on an enemy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, Rafael Casal, I, I, I think is his name, and uh, Devi Diggs. Uh, they're both from Oakland or Bay Area, at least for me. Yeah. Uh, I think he was like uh, a yeah. like around around yeah. the bed. But like the thing I like, one of the things I like about the movie so much is you can kind of tell because it's sort of like and sorry to bother you has the same stuff that like if you're from Oakland, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 you keep pointing out different places.
2: Yeah, I remember uh, I were talking about that with Jason when we did um when we did our uh our, our Judas and the Black Messiah stream. Yeah, we kind of we kind of switched to talking about sorry to bother you for a little bit on it.
1: I, and both <laughs> movies have got it that like I mean you could just like sit there with like you know and like, write down all the locations or whatever. I mean, there's one place I was like, oh man, I played a house show like across the street from where that scene took place. That's wild.
3: <laughs> but both of those movies, I will say this: both of those movies don't capture Oakland in the same way. And I don't know if you guys saw this movie called uh, I think it's called like A Life in a Day or A Day in a Night. Life in right? a Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that there's some of Ryan Coogler's people did that, that kind of crew put that movie together and that, and the last black man in San Francisco are two of the most beautifully shot Bay area movies that you will ever see. And if you want to see kind of why people want to live in a place like Oakland, I would say those are the movies that really, it gets the grit, right? They can show you the part that gets under the nails, but it also shows you the kind of the beauty in that as well. And the one thing I will say about blind spotting that was kind of, in, kind of interesting. There's, there's a scene when they go to the, the Pandora party house. That's a real house. I was telling Forrest, that's a real house in yeah, West Oak.
1: Yeah.
3: You, you pass it all the time. And I'm, I'm actually not surprised that someone on that crew knew someone in that house.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. it,
3: it's if you, if you were to go down that street,
2: is it, is it owned by like a, Silicon Valley type person, or like
1: maybe I don't know. Yeah, what else? I mean, huh? if you own a house in Oakland, it ain't from like you know your grandma or something, like you probably got a pretty good amount of money, <laughs> and like and that's that's why I left Oakland. I got priced out, tech bros, man. Like it's like I like doing stuff, like you know. Well, there's know how also- you're doing it, Jason. You, you,
3: you know, well,
1: <laughs>
3: I'm not gonna sit here and lie to y'all, man. Uh. There's also the fact that a lot of not all the homes, but a lot of homes are owned by corporations. Yeah. And the moms for housing kind of exposed that by by squatting in that house in West Oakland. So when you look at.
2: Yeah. And I I remember that. I remember that um, happening when it did.
1: You remember the Panama papers? I think that's what it was called, right? Where it showed that, like basically all these like Russian oligarchs and whatever, like, oh, this is the reason why house prices never went down after the first tech crash, because everyone sunk their laundered money into Bay Area real estate and just held, 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 held.
3: It just holds so you have you have vacant homes throughout, yep. right? So the scene where you see the kind of Becky ass chick gonna gut a house. I'm sure that happens, but what would have been more appropriate would have been a developer. Yeah. And I think the theme of that film that that I agree with you, Forrest, was it, it did come off very racial to me. It like, like if you show a developer, I don't think it hits the same way. Yeah. You have to show the Becky. Right? This
2: this kind of this kind of goes to the uh to the big question that I was gonna ask you um mm-hmm. about both these movies, which is um, why is it so much easier to tell. Um, I mean, I guess I'll say race reductionist because we had that like yeah. fun stream with Tory Reed, but like <laughs> maybe that's not the right word. Like race race forward stories, I guess, and you know the class messaging has to kind of get slipped in.
3: I, I think when you're talking about a person that, and and I don't, look, I don't know David Diggs from Adam. I don't know anybody that knows him, and I'm not saying that as a pejorative. I just don't know him. All I can judge him on is his work, and his work is very outside of the stuff he's done in Hamilton. I do think the music that he does is pretty fucking interesting actually with clipping, but it's very simplistic in the sense of like, even the rap style is, is pretty, you know, 20 years old and the, that stuff resonates with people, right? The white cop shooting the black kid, to me is less of an Oakland story because cops that I have to interact with in working at a shelter, when I was at a shelter, rarely were white. More often than not, they were black, Asian, Latin. They weren't lying about making a lot of money as an Oakland police officer. One thing they didn't add in that, which I was kind of surprised they didn't add because they had the salary, if you remember the sign, Conan, there was billboards in Oakland.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: $1,000 a year to start in Oakland. And they were letting you you be a cop if you had certain petty felonies.
1: Yeah. Well, because the whole thing and one thing I thought was really kind of understated uh, uh, with, with blind spotting is how it kind of got into the fact that it's like, oh, yeah, you know, this dude is even from the city of these policing. He's not even from here. He like, you know, he's like from the burbs somewhere right yeah and like yeah. that i thought was important but again it has to be through this this racialized lens because that's what white people are focusing on and and i hate to say it you can basically thank the killer clinton campaign for this because that's where that that came from like as, as far as it being a weapon like weaponized wokeness in this way that's where it started and yeah. it allows you to reach like Elizabeth Warren fans who like post Instagram stories about how it's not enough not to be racist. You need to be anti-racist this and that and whatever. Yeah, we get it. We get it. I agree. You need to
2: call HR on everybody in your office.
1: Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with everything you're saying. Shut the fuck up. Who is this for? Who is this for?
2: And like, and and that kind of gets into something that I wanted to talk about with both of you, because Mm -hmm. I think that David Diggs is very, Specifically speaking, I mean to white liberals, of course, but like also to this uh, black middle class, and that's something that yeah. I think that Adolf Reed touches on really well in in a lot of his work. Like you know, the idea that like both the black uh, middle class and the black ruling class kind of, I mean, not that their experience is different, but like without a class analysis, you're, you're kind of left with racism as like both both I mean both Adolf and and Torrey both get into this in different ways, but like you're kind of left with racism as a specter. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which like a, a self-justifying uh, kind of a, a self-justifying ghost that's kind of hanging over everything, and all uh, all race relations, I guess, are defined by it. And no matter where someone stands on on the class, uh, you know, no matter where someone stands class-wise, like it, it's still kind of that specter is still there. So it differentiates people and it divides, you know, the working class because you know, it, as, as as someone who's black, let's say, like. And, and no matter where you fall on, on the thing, like, whether it's, and I love that Toya Reed story that he tells where it's, like, the Oprah, you know what I mean? Like, Oprah, you know, Oprah not being allowed to buy, like, a $30,000 uh, bag, like, a, a coach bag or something. And it's, like, mm-hmm. this isn't relatable to people, but, like, it, it's seen as, like, oh, well, racism still exists. Yes. So when, it, when it's that kind of specter, the, the question of who it's, like, who is this for seems to be, you know, overly educated PMC type people of, yeah. of all races, but, like. You know there's this black middle class element, and you know, they need to justify um, you justify rap music and its popularity by kind of comparing it to Shakespeare. Like, there's a lot of reviews I noticed on Blind Spotting that, like, it was like, oh, what's
1: the review on Blind Spotting? Yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, I mean, to me, that's maybe the least interesting part of the movie. Uh, and, and I, I, I'm be real, I, I play musician, I mean, musician, I play music, etc., etc., but I usually I'm not a huge fan of like the singing and the dancing and like whatever, unless it's like, Oh, I am watching a musical. This is a musical. And this is the thing that it's doing. So that's the scene. And if you've seen the movie, you know, the scene that I'm talking about, the fact that I was like, okay, I thought that was good. Like that was that it did the thing that it was meant to do. It's not exactly for me, but I appreciate that. That's a very real sort of way to present something uh, in a very unreal way. Uh, yeah. Kind of like in the same way that Sorry to Bother You has like you know in, you know incredible like almost a uh, Jodorowsky David Lynch esque turn like near the very, end,
3: very and that
1: and that actually kind of hammers home the uh um the labor part of it like the labor organization even more I and mean, it kind of makes it more interesting if you're willing to kind of like come along for it. In that same way, for me, I don't really care about that scene necessarily, and the fact that it's like oh it's presented like in this in this particular fashion. For a reason, artistically, so I can appreciate that, and I like it because of that. But I get it that, like, I'm also like, man, I don't give a damn about Hamilton. Like, yeah. I, I was like, I don't care, and I watch well, it. It was not, like, that's that's no not, that's not exactly. That's not e-
2: it was just one example that I was one example that I was using. Um, right, when, when right, no, sure, is, totally, yeah. Like when, when <laughs> the question <laughs> is like, no, who sorry. is it for? The messaging seems to be like the the,
3: the hip-hop in my opinion gives digs a level of authenticity and i think it does hammer things home to a a certain group of people that are in a a class above me but that are my age my age group that grew up with a certain 90s hip-hop i remember being with my friends 20 plus years ago about 1999 and we were talking about what was going to be the 2000 style of rapping. And this was right around the time that, uh, Eminem had really broke through and we had known who he was way beforehand from like other things that happened in the hip hop world that weren't really, you know, resonating in the mainstream, like the hip hop Olympics and shit like that and rock records and shit like that. And my, my good friend of mine who also is a, is an artist said, i don't think eminem is a 2000 style hmm. and the whole conversation was and it wasn't a diss no one said it, like he's a whack-ass mc fuck this what it was never about race yeah. or yeah, disability. Yeah. it was just that you know i don't think this is going to be the move forward for what hip-hop will become oh my goodness were those dudes wrong in that car <laughs> having that conversation and and i will also add we were stone cold sober at the time so this is a very boring conversation with a bunch of guys in their late teens early 20s talking about what they thought the future of hip-hop was going to be and we were we were sadly mistaken because when you watch blind spotting and you watch even something like hamilton that is that eminem battle rap style yeah cloned yeah and, and and I remember a time when like there were styles and if you lived in the Bay, there were different styles to the way you talked, to the way you dressed, um, to the way you flowed, to the way your music sounded. It was it was going to be different if you lived in Berkeley, to San Francisco, to Vallejo, to San Jose, like everybody had their own thing. So to, to see this kind of almost homogenized now ending of that film – to conan's point like i get it i got it and i think that really is a part of dude i really do believe sincerely that he he felt like he was going to express himself in this way and that's how he wanted to end that film um and it was what it was i think you could have not had that that hip-hop part of that film and it still would have hit the same way
2: yeah i like i liked the the back and forth flow they were doing throughout it because like i don't know like i remember just being in like high school or whatever and like all my friends would like like we just freestyle like we walk in we freestyle yeah. and I mean for the most part most of us were fucking terrible at it but like you know <laughs> what I mean like you'd like you'd get a little drunk or something and then you'd be walking with your friends and you just start doing something like that but I think that the ending was definitely a little bit much in my opinion it also just reminded me of that um joiner lucas i'm not racist fucking video where... <laughs> but there's but there's also like a part i i, I kind of appreciate which is you know, I mean, I think the the Oakland white conversation that we're having, obviously, they, they made a distinction between Oakland white gentrifying white and then the the police suburban white. Like that, yeah. those are three different things defined in the movie. And when um, you know, when when his friend Miles or whatever is getting extremely upset uh, on the couch about the fact that they use you know the cops like professional picture, but then they yeah. use like you know someone who had gotten shot by the police, which obviously yeah. every time someone does get shot by the police, you know, for for ruling class reasons like they use their their like they find anything yeah 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 Yeah. so i mean and and so i i appreciate that when he said at the end i didn't mean to do it which clearly is a fucking lie like the guy doesn't have to take out his gun he just takes out his gun and and shoots him multiple fucking times yeah like i i do appreciate that like you know the other miles or whatever is like but like did is that true like did you though like I did I did find that line good when he's walking out and it just fades away on that because I I don't know if if you're going to go that direction with it.
3: I think I think the the problem that maybe some people might have with that film in general is that it paints kind of an across the board picture of what policing looks like. Mm -hmm. And as a young black man that's grown up in the Bay Area for my entire life, I have a very different relationship with police than my friends in New York. Yeah, I did not know police in New York fuck you up until I went to New York and asked a question to a cop and he tried to fuck me up. Because
2: oh, yeah. and, that's, and, and New York is where it started under fucking. I mean, it didn't start under, under Giuliani, but like a big, you know, a, a big boom of that, I guess, under Giuliani and under like, you know, I mean, mayors. I mean, throughout like the 80s and 90s, but like especially in the early 2000s, kind of like was that fucking stop and frisk, which
3: we don't you know, have that. We don't yeah. we just don't have that, so it's it's just a different. You have a different relationship with law enforcement. I'm not saying it's great for everyone. There's definitely people that were like, I got. I'm sure people got fucked up by the cops. I mean,
2: you also the, the, like the LAPD, which
3: LA is not. That's six yeah. hours. Yeah. No, it's I'm just at, saying at,
2: like. You know
3: what I mean? Like when people <laughs> gang, that's a different
1: world. <laughs>
3: hey,
2: you, you know you got
1: California folks on when they're like, "Oh no, 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 oh, no that's like, like, you know When right? people that's- think about
2: like, <laughs> things-
1: we always say that. I do the same shit. I'm, I'm like, "Oh no, no, no that ain't." Close. right
3: now, like that's how different LA is because they have a yeah. different gang problem than we have. Yep. We don't have gangs to the level that LA has gangs. Um, LA is a bigger city. LA,
2: um, LA has gangs to the point where the police have gangs.
3: The police is a gang. Yeah. A no, gang. but no,
2: but in LA, the police have separate gangs like i I, there's an episode of chapel they did a couple months ago uh that like kind of delved into there was someone that had written a book about it they they delved into like 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 50 or so gangs of police that had started in la where they just had different fucking gang symbols
3: now keep in mind In Oakland, they did have a division of cops and Conan was here for that. That was fucking people up actually down in the lower bottoms and and planting dope on people. Like there has been some horrible scandals in Oakland with police. Like, I don't want people to think that I'm saying that Oakland police are cool and the depiction of them wasn't accurate. There's a ton of problems. But just yeah. a different
1: so, relationship. Go ahead, go ahead, So so if I may, a couple things. First of all, the natural extension of the police gangs thing, it, it, you can go back to the TV show The Shield. The only guys have seen the Shield, but mm-hmm. that's basically like the Shield to the next iteration, you know, like the Dr. Dre to Eminem <laughs> is, is what that is. Also linking it, before...
2: link it up with the with the reference. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh also uh just, just, as a non sequitur. Last Black Man in San Francisco is fucking great, great film, really, really I, good. I, I have
2: to, at, I have to watch it. Yeah, I, I, have I, to watch it, it. I didn't even know it existed until Jason said something about it today. Beautifully shot. It, it,
1: it may not, it may. I feel like most people didn't see Blind Spotting, but I think even fewer people saw Last Black Man in San Francisco, and that's too bad. I feel like it's no one saw movie.
3: Last Black Man in San Francisco, and Blind spotting got a star show.
1: No. I, no. <laughs> I guess i guess that's, that's it, not what happened i'm sorry i that, that, I, I,
2: I i guess it says you know. something about like the circles that you know that i run through and that like the left in general runs through that like i hadn't heard about blind spotting but obviously like nonstop about uh sorry to bother you which you yeah know, so I, I so, just, so
1: but but if yeah. i may if i may black klansman spike motherfucking lee came out at the same time that took that was like Radiohead. that took up all the oxygen good in all. All the room. Like gym nobody gym. gave a damn about yeah. sorry to bother you and then like too, uh, yeah yeah so the great the, the gradation down is like okay you got black clansmen, which i fucking hated by the way i gotta stop cursing sorry uh <laughs> that, was that was like was attention that's all you want on this show i know but i'm trying not to i'm trying to do it less like it's just it's amazing. i i am too because i noticed i
2: do it like as soon as i get nervous it's every other word yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Same. So, black black clansmen like had this much attention, and then Sorry to Bother You had like this much attention. Then Blind Spot had this much attention, and last Black Man in San Francisco is like down over here. It's not even on the screen. Yeah,
3: like I, I saw Black <laughs> Last Black Man in San Francisco kind of randomly when it came out because I think it came straight to uh, a streaming service, right?
1: It, uh, yeah, and it, um, I, I think it may, have, it may have played like at the Castro or something for like a day. I
3: see that. I could see that. because
1: I don't even it. know how I knew about it, frankly. Uh, other than In fact, that I, I was like, "Oh man, that looks great!" And like, so the then I like
3: forgot about beautiful. it. The trailer was beautiful. the The movie's yeah. beautifully shot. The story is very tear inducing. Yeah. Uh th- that different if, kind
1: of movie, but yeah, yeah. A different
3: kind of movie because you also kind of have to understand. And I think they did a good job of painting the picture that b- black people in San Francisco are just kind of extinct. Yeah. Except for the little bit of piece of ghetto that that a handful of them live in, it's not even that many that live mm-hmm. over there.
2: My uh, my uncle right now is here from San Francisco. Ask um, him. Ask him right now.
1: Go call him. <laughs> so get him, on, get him on the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> uncle um, Mike, get that fool.
2: As <laughs> close it's Uncle Mark, but no, he, So he he lives in he lives in, in San Francisco, and I feel like even I mean, and and he's white, but like I feel like even his kind of um place in that it, it, within you know san francisco itself as it gets gentrified is kind of uh yeah. you know kind of going extinct because he's like the, the one reason he's been able to stay in general is because of uh rent control like you know what i mean like from yeah. like a long ass time ago like
1: can i can i can i say as an oakland expat that that's one of the only reasons i was able to stay as long as it was was because it's like i Basically had a place that would like it, you know, if we moved, it would be like, oh yeah, it's going to be seven hundred more dollars a month for yeah. like the same amount of space, and then that became like thousand dollars more a month and fifteen hundred dollars more a month. And to be clear, this wasn't cheap either, but uh, and that's and that's the reason why like I didn't leave Oakland because I hated Oakland. It was just like I this is not sustainable. It's not sustainable yeah. because it's been outright. And one of the things that I, I feel like we're being a little disingenuous to blind spotting the fact that it, it attacks gentri- gentrification in a way that's that's exactly how it's happening but then it shows like a certain part of it you don't normally see in the movies which is the like the whole thing about like like oh yeah let's not go there you know and they're talking about oh don't go there and like they they mean you don't go there because it's like oh that's where all the tech bros are going to be the borg is going to be there yeah i used to say that same shit and here's the thing man i'm not really oakland white because like i'm not like some eminem looking dude like <laughs> Raphael in the in the in the movie and I'm certainly not hipster white right but then also like okay well I live in Oakland for like 22 years I'm not really a gentrifier like I did get that um when they made it because I thought it was hilarious the mm-hmm. onion had a, a welcome mat that said sometimes I feel like I'm the only person trying to gentrify this neighborhood which I thought was really funny. (laughs) But I got that like before it was funny, before it was, uh, you know what I mean?
2: I I just got back from, um, I mean, in June for like a big part of June, I was in Austin which is, you know, rapidly yeah. well, fucking gentrifying. It has
1: dude, been a like we were, that's one of the last shows we played was in Austin. And I, I just didn't show, recognize family, downtown, family. man.
3: Yeah. Austin's going through it big time over there. Austin's going through it to the point where you have people that are new to the area that are closing. Conan can attest to this. Music venues closing left to right because the new people that are there don't like it. And you have like certain cultures that have existed there forever that people are complaining about because they don't like it because you have a new crop of people. Yeah. So don't stay long. An amazing, an amazing
2: amazing experience that I had in in Austin um, was that I met up with David Griscombe and uh, he took me to a honky tonk bar. Mm -hmm. And it was like and it was honestly, it was a fucking nice honky tonk bar, like not in a gentrified way, like in the way that it was just big. Like they had a um, like they had someone outside on weekends that sold cowboy hats. I went on a weekday with him, mm-hmm. but like you know, I was in this old neighborhood, which is like outside of the you know the the, the like the city that's being gentrified. Like it was in one of the neighborhoods that's a lot more um, you know like like staying kind of the way it is right now. But like, how long can that really last? And I remember like he took me to see music, and there was just like this one like this band, and it was like this old guy that mm-hmm. uh, at the honky tonk just playing country music, like barely anyone was there but like he was like him and like the other two people in the band were just fucking singing their hearts out and he was like this is what it's all about but then we had like a long conversation about you know the gentrification taking place there and i was really happy that you know like being there from new york and just kind of like visiting for a couple weeks i went there and then i went to san antonio and then i went back there like i had a couple weeks where i was just hanging out in texas and i kept extending it because i was like i didn't think i was gonna like texas and i was like no i fucking this was a fucking nice vacation like i didn't because I hate fucking, I, I, I don't want to go to the part of Austin awesome that's that's like Brooklyn. Like, I would just go to Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, no, which for real. For real. Yeah. Which <laughs> is where I lived the beginning of my life. Like, I lived yeah. in fucking Carroll Gardens. That was, like, the first place I ever lived. And, you know, it, it, like, my parents had, like, a, an apartment that was, like, you know, I mean, it wasn't that expensive at the time. But then a couple years after we moved upstate, because, like, I live in, in New Falls, which is, like, you know, like, upstate by a little bit, like, 90 minutes or something, like, that after they like they looked at the building and it was selling for fucking ten million dollars like you know the, the building that they had lived in at the time like
1: <laughs>
2: yeah and within a couple years within a couple of years of us moving out of there
3: um I think gentrification is a hard thing to, to really tackle because it's 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 a little more nuanced than just white people moving in because yes. I, I a mean, city like Oakland has literal black gentrifiers and yeah. that yeah, white yeah. scene in that house in blind spotting to me again would have been even more interesting had the black guy been not from Oakland yelling at the white guy from Oakland. That to me would have been a little bit more accurate. And then you can get into the whole argument about the the culture vulture thing, which I think is kind of bullshit at this point in my life. I don't really, aren't we supposed to share culture?
2: We're like literally in the same country. Like how can you not? Yeah. like, uh, like,
3: (laughs) <laughs> well, well, Chuck D is famous for this line, right, uh, about Elvis, right, and yeah. and and uh, fight the power. And when asked about that line a few years ago in a pretty interesting documentary about the Elvis called The King, he goes, "I'm not really mad about all the music Elvis did, because." Okay. Why would I? What What does that mean? That only a certain kind of person can do blues and rocky blues music. So, so you're saying only a, a a white German can do certain classical music. Like what are we trying to say here?
1: And yeah, that's still so, he goes.
3: I I don't like Elvis for certain things he did as he became more famous. There was a lot of famous people that were down with the civil rights movement. Marlon Brando is a is a Oscar award winning actor. He goes Elvis, considering that he got his shit from these people,
1: on and the he did mind. it.
3: Yeah, was hands Satted off during d- the whole movement, and that was his beef with Elvis. And which and later on he sat it out, was right? The hero
2: the most, but he didn't mean shit to me. <laughs> yeah, but,
3: but when you think about someone like like a Post Malone, is my beef with Post Malone that he just raps, or is my beef with Post Malone that he made his name rapping, and now he's? I don't want to be a part of those people's music. Like that's not my thing anymore.
2: I, I the crazy thing about Post Malone specifically is that uh, he kind of engaged in the fucking white the white grievance politics like yeah. the because oh, you yeah. get that one interview where he's like you know how hard it is to be white and rap and it's like yeah.
3: <laughs> bullshit <laughs> like okay a, a good idea of white of white Oakland if you listen to, do you listen to hip hop at all for us yeah do you know a group of people called the Living Legends hip hop nah. oh there's a there's a rapper from a crew pretty well known uh, his name is Grouch he's about my age he is the epitome <laughs> not as he's not as like foul as that character was as like fucking up cuz Grouch is actually a really nice guy but i've known him the majority of my formative years to i uh, see him every so often if he would come into the studio and he is kind of that oakland white guy where he talks that way but that's just the way he talks, because that's how he fucking grew up.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Well, he I does. think that they did. I think that they did tackle that in in Blind Spotting, though.
1: Right? Yeah, just like Miles. It's like he's got the fronts, yeah. you know. And it's like, but it's like, man, I know at least four people that, like, unironically have had fronts, and we're running around, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> it's you, like, "We're
3: you, oh, not going right. gonna- to." In like nice areas, like I like I was telling Forrest, I was like, you know, I guess that guy in real life, he's like Latin, right? The character Rafael, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If if they would have got like a darker Latin guy to play that same character as a as a Latin dude, to me that would have been like, yep. yeah
2: Well, they they picked they picked him for a reason though. He was the guy that was like best friends with David. The same way, They
1: they they like made this movie together. They tried to make this movie for like ten years. And they made this movie together, and one of the things I like about it, and I know I'm not going to get a chance to talk about if I don't see it right now, is that they specifically looked at as an opportunity to bring something cool to Oakland and involve Oakland people with it. To do something for the town, right? And to, like, maybe light a fire that like people could be like oh hey you know you could you know this actually looks cool you don't have to shoot everything like nla or you know toronto and or whatever they, they, they might are. have gotten
2: more credit for that if there wasn't sorry to bother you and like Black Panther filming in in Oakland at the same fucking
1: yep. time, like. <laughs> it, it, well, exactly, and everyone's like, "Oh, Oakland's having a moment, man." You wouldn't say New York City's having a moment if you saw four movies that took place in New York City in one year, would you? But with Oakland, it is because it's an aberration. No, but we and say
2: we say uh, we say Kingston's having a moment
1: because there's a- <laughs> Fair.
3: Uh, like. Fair. Say about Ryan Coogler, I I do appreciate the fact that he tries really hard to shoehorn. Uh, the Bay Area into everything that he does. Um, I mean, even- didn't he
1: start? Footville Station is where he started. Was that his, his first movie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fruitvale damn, States man, it's hard State to get more Oakland than that.
3: To to remake the Rocky franchise and like freshen up a, a pretty beaten horse, uh, and kill he, it,
1: he kill he it,
3: kill it. He killed kill it. it. You know, you mean, I, don't, well, just, I don't, I don't, I don't Panther
2: dislike. Man. I don't dislike Ryan Coogler by any by any stretch of the imagination. Black Panther, I watched it. I think a year and a half after everyone was raving about it Mm -hmm. and it was like so if i had watched it i think when it came out i think i would have been hyped about it but like after getting into like you know this like more like leftist like like the more the far more leftist mentality i'm just like all right so like the the end of the movie is like they just accepted neoliberalism like that's kind of the you know what i mean like
3: they're opening look if if you want black panther with a dashiki on and you have a wakanda shirt I'm not really trying to listen to anything you have to say about you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: those memes, those memes, <laughs> those memes are pretty fucking funny, though.
0: Like, yeah, what I are
3: you I know <laughs> in my timeline that was in T I cried when I watched it. Then it was the same cats that was crying as sweet sweetbacks badass song. <laughs> I heard
2: uh, I heard I heard Nancy Pelosi went to go see Black Panther, full the on. <laughs> the on, and she was just like yo at the end of it she's tearing up that's forever that's her shit you know what i mean like got on the floor of congress like
3: <laughs> black black panther Ooh, is
2: that wait is that i don't necessarily fully know what is that critical race theory
3: <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> no and 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 that critical the, taste theory is what that oh, is all right <laughs> it's a bad taste learning
3: to not and there's a like, you know, how we do these shows, and uh, we're all none of us are big enough to be like Joe Rogan, big where you uh, doesn't matter what you say, people are going to watch it, yeah. Uh, so you know, you have shows on hotter topics, and we just recently did a show on critical race theory, and you get so many comments from so many different angles from people that you don't even watch your show, but it's just in the name.
2: Well, all right. So this this is something. Fucking
3: this show with critical race theory.
2: This is <laughs> Hadamon hashtag critical race theory hashtag CRT <laughs> hashtag Wakanda forever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so something something um a, an interesting side I guess of the critical race theory debate and the ethnic eth- ethnic studies. Wait, debate we're doing
1: it. Art. We're actually oh, okay. All right.
2: Um, is that you know. Ethnic That's theory or f- ethnic studies, um, like a- as a concept, um, th- this is the only thing that I found interesting about it. The entire debate, um, and I found out about it on Electronic uh, Intifada was that a big part oh, of the anti,
3: God, cold anti-
2: cold yeah, because you got you you you, yeah, yeah you, you yeah. brought it on the show. So um, <laughs> so a big part of uh, when I was doing research for that, she did a really good segment on how um, the Israel lobby has played black studies and like critical race theory, uh, you know, university professors, um, and university programs against Arab studies programs. Um, and, and so the funding from the Israel lobby is like, we we want you to like, you know, like you get a shitload of, of funding for this, but like you need to turn against the 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 Arab studies and the ethnic studies side of that. So that I mean, yeah, that's that's something that I kind of was fascinated by learning. I, you know, the rest of it, I'm just kind of like, I mean, I don't know. Like Howard Zinn had his moment like <laughs> ten years ago, and it made it into the Sopranos. Like that's not that's not critical race theory, but that's like a like you know because kind of people are like, oh, the accurate representation of U.S. history. Like, yeah, that I mean, there was that moment like ten years. I remember both my parents bought
1: the book and yeah. didn't read it, but they both still have it. <laughs> but they bought it, <laughs> and you know <laughs> and
3: what? force bought- as critical race theory in that show.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They got the books on the shelf, but they don't they don't, <laughs> don't walk the walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally, totally. Yo, guests are gonna guests are gonna
2: come over.
3: Look, you 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 had me watch Blind Spotting again because I honestly didn't remember the film, man. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I, I watched it the first time it was blown away. I, I just didn't remember it I sat and watched it today and I was and I laughed my ass off. Honey. Because I'll see uh, uh, Boots Riley, someone I know personally. And I said this in a message. I'll say this on this show. You said, I want to talk about these two shows. I was like, all I can tell you is one show got me a new shower curtain and bath mat. And I never saw the motherfuckers filming the other. And they filmed that shit around the corner from my house. I never ran into them. I'm not saying they didn't. I am just never ran into them. Um, Sorry to bother you is long. It's a little long. And the ending... I've never, I've
2: never felt like it was long.
3: It is a little long, it's but, a little I feel long.
2: Like, but I feel like it's kind of tailored to me rather than uh, like a mainstream audience, which is which is fine. But like you know,
3: and and boot boots, and I'm not saying this again as a knock on him. He is, I'm sure Conan's ran into him in, in living in Oakland. He's a funny oh, yeah, dude, yeah,
1: especially in Occupy. Yeah.
3: Extremely knowledgeable dude about. Various genres of music. He's an extremely knowledgeable dude about film. And he's kind of like a film nerd. So yeah. watching, sorry to bother you. There's nothing about the movie where I'm like, oh, that's not a Boots thing to do. Like the ending, I was like, nah, yeah,
1: nah, it's... yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Well, and also, I was. We were. T- I think uh, it was before we were actually on air. But I was talking about how cool it was to hear that in the in the theme song, dude. That's Ryan Christopher Parks from like B. Hamilton playing guitar, like Damon from um, uh, uh what do you call it? Uh, uh Ghost, uh, Ghost Town Gallery. Yeah, man. I...
3: Damon, yeah. A- Ghost or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he like. Strong hand with like the soundtrack and put it all together. But if you know B Hamilton, he you knew Ryan Pars guitar playing. You're like, oh yeah, that's him for sure. And it's hilarious because I it was like, oh this, it, it's like I was like, oh this movie couldn't be more Oakland. Oh shit, that's the guy from B Hamilton like doing the soundtrack. That's crazy. That's awesome. Well, also, I mean,
2: also it's all uh it's all the coup like uh you know Boots Riley is like like yeah he, like a lot of like all the rapping is him.
3: Well, like, Start to Bother You was an album he wrote. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and I think he wrote wrote a book too, before they even the he had uh,
2: the he had Killer Mike on it right before he was uh it,
3: um, maybe I, yeah I'm, pretty, I I'm pretty
2: sure I'm pretty sure Killer Mike I'm I'm, I'm, the, I'm the double it's check right pretty, now
3: but, like, a lot of people you wouldn't think Boots work with like he had a song where he was the hook in an E40 song and there's a video with like Boots Tupac 40 yeah and I forget who else is in it like I mean like and this is in the early to mid 90s like Boots has been around for a long time and he was able to navigate multiple scenes so he could be in the kind of more gangstery player scene but he also could be in the kind of lyrical scene and he and and now you would call it woke maybe music whatever he, he can definitely navigate in that scene to the point where you know he has tour stories of going on tour with nine inch nails you know what i mean yeah. like not not a lot of cats can say they've navigated in all those worlds where you went and played shows with e40 and you went on the road with trent resident uh
2: he had killer mike on the on the on the movie soundtrack
3: Um,
2: yeah on on, uh on monsoon he also had fucking e40 which is kind of the most bay area
1: thing that
3: they're 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 homies like you know like i I don't think people understand like he is he is so in bay
1: yeah he's a part of the community i mean like in like a very deep part of the community and and that's why i say like so if you look at the uh i forget like the the name the theme song is like an acronym right it's 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 like you know it's an acronym of like the words that that are repeated over and over again but ryan christopher parks is on that freaking song and it's perfect because it's like that's awesome like
3: Like, even boots going to where i lived because he knows the owner they've known each other since they've had studios and being like can i get this room for so long for like three months, three or four months they had the fucking the back lot for they were building out sets. Um that's that's how he is, right? Because he's he's a community dude opposed yeah. to digs. And this isn't a knock on digs, this is just a different guy. It's a Hollywood guy. He went and yeah. he did Broadway because he wanted to get into Hollywood. He's in Hollywood, he does yeah. Hollywood, and it's not a knock on him, he's just a just a different dude.
1: But him and Raphael like had made a special point to make a movie about Oakland movie. yeah, yeah. And, and then follow that up. But by, by, with a series of that is like in that set in that same universe that is also like equally just invested in the community and the things that, that are around
3: here. Because I haven't seen them filming that. They anymore.
1: had to. They, so they filmed the externals. But yeah, sure. because of COVID restrictions, they basically did most of the season. I Assume there's another one. They're going to apparently do it in Oakland for the Internals as well. But they couldn't do the COVID, I guess. But uh, the point of fact is that like they made a, made a special point of of being like, no, we want to do this. We're not going to shoot this in L.A. We're not going to shoot this in Toronto or whatever you know, wherever else, Albuquerque. <laughs> I, I it's
2: yeah. interesting. I didn't know that because uh, I really haven't paid attention to this on purpose. But um, I didn't know that he was the. V Diggs was a was a big part of the the Parasite uh, HBO series. I think it was HBO
3: series for the movie Parasite. Yeah, I haven't seen. That, I have, I know
2: have it purposely not paid attention to because I don't think it should have had an American like an American yeah. mainstream TV show remake. I don't. Well, think I let did. me ask you. No, ask wait. Me. I don't remember. It might have been Snowpiercer. I, but, it was let, Snowpiercer. It was Snowpiercer. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, was,
1: no. I was waiting to <laughs> be. Yeah, kidding. no,
2: Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer had a yeah he was he was a big part of it and, and, the- and
1: it's it's such it, it was actually a decent enough idea because I don't know if you guys know those are based off of these French graphic novels I, and I actually read them I read them in the original French without reading a, a word of French and knowing anything about it but I read them and loved them and got the gist of the story but there's three of them and the movies basically one of the like the graphic novels. And mm-hmm. so there's more story to tell, like, and it's good. It's like all the story really good, but they didn't do that. They decided to kind of like do something else entirely, and it's just less than the sum of its parts. It's, it's.
3: Oh, I haven't watched it. it.
1: I don't know. It's fine. It's I don't know who it's for. I don't know who it's for. There's also, the a,
2: there's also a There's also a Mark Ruffalo starring Parasite HBO series coming.
1: The, oh, there is a parasite uh, series that yeah I was gonna say I I, th- I thought it was in development but and th- yeah. that was my favorite movie of that year and that was the one of the only times in recent history that it actually a movie that I thought was the best of that year actually won the Oscar for best picture yeah blew no, me away sure.
3: I blew me away but then and, you
1: know, and it was
2: amazing it was amazing watching uh everybody in Hollywood have to like applaud for for a movie that was literally about class consciousness like yeah there's nothing else <laughs> in that movie besides yeah. the relationship between class and 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 like like you know what I mean. So like the fact that like you you would have to see every fucking Hollywood star be like, oh yeah yeah yeah, I totally understood the point of that movie. The other thing that was fucking hilarious was, um, Bradley Whitford, the the Get Out guy, mm-hmm. uh, who is good actor in that movie, doesn't understand. Any of the movie season besides West Wing as yeah. a TV show, like he, uh, sorry.
3: Sorry, he was the bad guy in Revenge of the Nerds too, so he understands that.
1: <laughs> so, well, so I, I love that, that that line, that one line, and get out of him being like, "Oh, would have voted for him for a third term if I could have." It's like,
2: oh. no, but he didn't. He didn't know that that was a joke. They added Damn. that script. They added but that.
1: Was it a joke? Because it's like I've known dudes like that. I'm like, man, no. Come but like, on.
2: he didn't. He didn't understand. He didn't understand the characterization of it. I guess. Like, it's not that the yeah, line was no, a joke, no. but Jordan Peele purposely like added that line after writing the script in order yeah. to kind of have like the Bradley Whitford character say something Do like that. that, because it's that clearly be something he would have said. And Bradley Whitford didn't understand that like that line was, was put in to make that characterization. And so yeah. he was like, yeah, I would have, I, I would have voted for Obama a third time. So on that same track, he put up a meme and and I got to find it, uh, of Trump in the white house still. And he's hiding under the table and it says parasite, not understanding that like class consciousness was the point of that fucking movie like you know what i mean like not not reading the room on that at all like the same i mean he put it out in 2020 i guess but it, it's it's pretty funny that he's his uh he's his fucking um you know he, he's his he's his west wing character
1: it yeah not- he is <laughs> so, so, so if i may i just want to say that these are the same folks that voted that piece of crap crash as best picture which basically like well guess we solved racism everybody <laughs> that movie sucked. That was the one of the worst movies that I have seen in a long time. And I watched a lot of movies, man. Let's be clear. That movie was a, a a fetid steaming turd. I think that um yeah, crash fucking sucks. Man, I fucking hate that movie. The Cromber Crash, I like where it's everyone I, getting I, off on I, accidents. That no longer, I,
3: I just remember it being like one of those movies. You're like, eh, yeah, it's a movie. Yeah.
1: No, I it 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 offended me in a way that the fountain offended me too, but that was a, for a different reason. That was just like, this is pretentious as shit and like not good. Uh, the I will say uh, was it ludicrous is in Crash, right? Yes. Uh, he he had a couple. He had a couple good lines. That's like literally the only thing I liked about it. I hated every other thing about it, and I still to this day am angry that because what what else came out that year? A bunch of shit came out that year.
3: Uh, what year was that?
1: No, two thousand four looks like. Uh, what else came out that year? I'm gonna look it up. 2004. That was a year I totally had. I had to play catch up because like Replicator was doing a bunch of touring that year, so I missed like. I was like, oh man, this movie's rad. This movie's rad too.
3: I was definitely dadding it up in 2004. Um,
1: dadding it up, dad it up, dad. I don't know,
3: dude. Look, I watched that movie. I watched Blind Spotting, and it was definitely a. I see why people, a lot of people are like. I like Blind spotting better than Sorry to bother you because it's a it's a simpler story to follow, and and movies. Though, but okay. The hip hop in the movie is like, it's easy to swallow.
1: Oh, Primer! All right, here are the other movies that came out in two thousand four. Ready? Mm-hmm. Primer, don't Eternal that. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I remember that vaguely. The Machinist, Sideways. I never watched that. Sideways is great. Uh, I mean, it's totally like, you know, fucking uh, uh, white male privilege is a movie, but hilarious. Shaun of the Dead. Uh, Downfall, which is the Hitler. Uh, everyone knows from the Hitler memes. Uh, the Incredibles. Howl's Moving Castle. Anchorman. Hellboy, oh, the the original. All of these movie movies are better than Crash, by the way. Every single one of them. So all those movies, right? So someone out there is trying to try to tell you that like crash is better than eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Get fucked. No, that's, and also kill yourself.
2: Eternal sunshine Thank of the you. spotless mind. I just rewatched it for the first time since I was like, I don't know for the first time in at least like five, 10 years, uh, like recently. And, it, it fucking holds up better than I even remember it holding up. Like, it's
1: really good. I, it yeah. was on cable the other night. We ended up watching it all the way through, and I was like, God damn, this movie like is better than I remember it being somehow. That's <laughs> the movie
3: where he's trying to get the memories of his girlfriend taken out, right?
1: Yeah. It's basically well, a Philip every, K. Dick well, every, movie. Everybody's
2: trying to get the memories of – which yeah. I, I could use right now. I'm not going to lie. But um, <laughs> the service. But no, but everybody's trying – like. You know, because by the end of it, like, so you realize so many people have used that service, including people working for that service. Yeah. That like, it, it's like a common
1: thing. That's at the Philip B. Tick part of it. And and like, it's like Michelle Gondry. And then you also had a, you know, it's written by, right? Charlie Kaufman. And it's probably the best Charlie Kaufman script, I think. And I say that as far as being as like. I love being John Malkovich. I think that's a very unique and cool movie, but I think Eternal Sunshine is like, that's his okay computer or whatever, you know?
3: I gotta, I gotta go back and, and watch it.
1: The Anyway, I, 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 totally, I totally forgot that uh, Elijah
2: Wood is the fucking, is, is the creepy Elijah Wood, a year after completing Lord of the Rings,
1: Man, he's a total he creeper. And you know what else he did? He did Sin City where he played that like murderous kid with the uh yeah. no, with the Razor. Yeah, that. Sin City. You guys are
3: bringing up a bunch of movies that I haven't watched in forever. <laughs> like like well, the
2: second this is the second episode that's referenced uh Sin City in, in like a week and a half because um we, I we watched Sin just watched, City,
1: even though I shouldn't, I guess.
2: We we just uh we watched Kiss Me Deadly and oh, um yeah. and so like we had we had uh, we had J Andrew World who like you know on main episodes at least helps like co-host. And you know, but he's like an amazing artist. So, like, a lot of his most interesting, like, um, like, like a lot of his interests re- like, reside in art. So, I guess, uh, Frank Miller that did the Batman stuff, um, was really into Mickey Splane. So, we started talking, he's, about it's it.
1: total all the Dark Knight, all the freaking Sin it's all noir, man. Yeah, and noir is almost inherently, uh, kind of conservative right wing and it's still like a genre that i like despite i'm like all right everything is terrible (laughs) and everyone's fucked for forever i get it
2: well we watched (laughs) we watched kiss me deadly as the first episode of the show which is a noir film we're gonna start watching a lot more noir movies because i the the way that i kind of envision this is i mean i want it to be like a a leftist film podcast but i also want it to be like a classic movie podcast a lot of the uh you know a lot of the noir films are available like online for free and it's like really interesting to it's like an interesting look at like post-war like America and like how people were thinking of things. And honestly, the fact that the Hays Code, um, you know, really like the Hays Code dictated what you could even put as a plot in your movie. So the fact that like, it's so interesting because, you know, um, I think, I think pulp novels and like that whole genre, um, like had, they really didn't have restrictions. Like there's sex, there's drugs, like even, even in like the, the, the more reactionary, like, Mickey Spillane versions of it, like, that plays a, a prominent role. And, you know, they can say kind of whatever they wanted. Like, it, it's before the Cold War that a lot of these, you know, Raymond Chandler, Mickey Spillane, like, yep. all of these, like, writers are writing, but then you get it into a film version and it's, you know, the, the Hays Code is in effect and you can't really say anything. Like, to the point where your your plot at that, like, your plot from 1930 to 1960 pretty much, if your main character was an anti-hero, they'd have to die at the end. Yep. Like, anybody that committed a crime pretty much had to end up either dead or in jail. And that's written into the Hollywood, like that's written into the Hollywood code. Like you couldn't have a movie without that happening. Um at that point.
1: Can, can I make a suggestion for you for film noir that a lot of people don't know?
2: Yeah. Is, and uh, you can come back for it too if you want. Yeah happy to.
1: In a Lonely Place. Uh, Humphrey Bogart.
2: I see that's that's the I, one that's probably the one Humphrey Bogart film I haven't seen. Oh, so you're he's a big
1: he,
3: Bogart fan.
2: Um I mean All right, so I like Humphrey Bogart. Not saying I'm like the biggest fan in the world, but like I do like his movies. I think I mean obviously Casablanca. Uh, Maltese Falcon
1: freaking Yeah, uh... Maltese
2: Falcon is amazing. Yeah. Big Sleep is amazing.
1: Big Sleep's amazing. Uh not not the
2: biggest, not the biggest uh Casablanca fan in the world, although everybody else is apparently. But at the beginning of the quarantine, um, I was staying at, at my dad's apartment while I was like trying to save up money to get my own apartment. And uh, he had, like, the four, like, he, I bought him, I think, for his birthday one year, like, a four-pack of Humphrey Bogart films. So, within two days, I, I binged all four.
1: Nice. And,
2: and I've also, like, I took noir as, like, a, a class in, in, in college. And, like, so, like, I've seen, like, a good amount of Humphrey Bogart films, especially so- noir.
1: in In a lonely place it's film noir but he's basically a misanthropic screenwriter so it's one of the few few film noirs i've seen that isn't like cops and detectives and stuff like that yeah Uh, really good nicholas ray directed it who later directed rebel without a cause which you might have heard of yeah Uh, really really good like one of the best noirs i think i would put it amongst the top of the genre like it's it's super good i didn't know about it before this year i did this thing called the criterion challenge on letterboxd where you just like Here's 52 different categories of movies. Pick a movie on the Criterion Channel that is like one of these, and like I was like, oh, that looks interesting. I was like, oh man, that was cool I, 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 start, know about I this.
2: Start Doing Letterbox for this, I think, like
1: you, you should, because there's yeah. a few, um, there's a few movie shows on it, and like it's 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 cool because those people folks mix it up on that too. And it's the only like social media site that's like for movies is any good. Like, and I can't stand Goodreads. I think Goodreads sucks. Like, I, yeah. It's more like bad reads right <laughs> i just
2: you know i think it's i think it's funny but like they're like every single like podcast host lately that like i really and follow has been doing like the the film reviews so they'll like say something cheeky or funny hoping to like like dominate everybody else so like oh yeah point, i'm just like i'm just like all right so you're not really telling me whether the movie's good or not like
1: yeah, yeah. There's like the one-liner crew. Yeah, I, I know that 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 move, and that's that's annoying to me.
3: Back to the back to the movies that we were talking about. If you're going to yes. ask, I guess like who's who's Oakland is it? I don't know if I want to answer that because I think it
2: is Oakland I'm for good. everybody.
3: Say again.
2: I said is Oakland for everybody? Is it everybody? Is it everybody's Oakland?
3: Again, I don't think Dick has lived out here for a long time. So his yeah. version of Oakland is going to be an idealized version of Oakland opposed to someone that's actually still living in the area.
1: I so, mean, so, 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 so let me, yeah. let me, this is going to sound funny, but trust me, it's going somewhere that I actually like the representation of Oakland within blind spotting, but realize that I was not represented. And when I say that, I mean, because they've reduced everything to like, Nobody okay, had well, a
2: glittery Jacket on,
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's no aluminum guitars. What's with this movie? No, but, but, <laughs> Like they, they, they chose to make a movie about a certain section of Oakland, and and a very important section of Oakland, and and they did it in such a way that's very interesting. I think it is class conscious, so it it has that side of it. But then there's also like there's like another there's you can make a fifteen movies about Oakland, right? The Oakland that like I've had like a foot in that world. I've lived in Easto. I lived in Fruitvale. I lived in like Lower Bottoms, West Side Oakland, like just not that far from where Jason was at for a very long time. I've lived all over and I think it did a really good job of not glamorizing it, but also not fetishizing it, which I think yeah. is almost more important. And I like a lot of like, OK, it's it's pre Giuliani, New York. OK, cool. But it's like a lot of it's like, OK, this is basically fetishization of of, of like, you know, like wow. Joker. For I don't I really don't want to talk about Joker. I really <laughs> don't want to be talking about Joker. But that what's is your take on, what's your take on Joker? It's it's no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's fine. it's fine. It's fine. I would like to see more movies. Here's, here's my positive spin. I would like, to, I didn't, I thought it was fine. I thought uh King and comedy was better, but they did King comedy as a superhero. All right. If they were more inventive like that with other superhero movies, I would like to see that. Like the, like the Hawkeye comic book series where it's basically him and his like weird, like, you know, Russian tracksuit neighbors, like hanging out and stuff like that. Like, I love that stuff, and I think that that's some of the more daring stuff that's being done with um and the Marvel stuff, like the series is like, I think they're kind of like trying different. But this is a different show at this point, but yeah. what I was getting at with Oakland is that, like, I think that for what they were trying to show, which is a rather simplistic view of gentrification, but let's be clear in the Bay Area specifically, there it, it's like you know, we talk about the um, you know. It, capitalism and uh the the tech boom the tech world etc etc there's this whole idea of uh you know what is it um foster wallace's uh this is water like the fish in in the river oh you know how's the water you know what's water Mm -hmm. they don't know of course we know man like you got like you got people that like you know two of the three people talking right now either have have lived in oakland for like a very very long time and have seen this gentrification firsthand and then Another two of the people here have, have shows that like talk about this stuff all the time. Of course, we know, but I think one of the one of the reasons why, like you know, which again, the 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 the, the rapping end of it is not like it's not really for me. It's like oh, okay, fine. But if it if that's what brings people in to like show this sort of real time gentrification, and yeah, I agree. If it was me, I would have made that dude you know not from Oakland and he's like you know come from somewhere and he's yelling at the white guy and it's racialized and this and that there's all kind of notes that I would make etc 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 look i get it and i agree that the developer thing would have been genius however i think it did a really really good job of what it was trying to portray for instance like the fact that they're movers they're in these blue collar jobs right and you've got this character that you know he's just trying to like get through his time and like Move on with whatever the hell is going on next, right? And then, like, I think it does a really good job portraying that story because, like I said, swingers with consequences. It is it my personally authored experience? No, but who the who's would that be for? You know, I said yeah. like who is that for a few times like during this show. There's like no one's looking for like that experience, like you know, like this as isn't said, other 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 guys with sparkly jackets. I yeah, think, this as isn't as well. the Kona Neutron story. You know, when we when we make that movie, like great, like well, I'll tell you all about it. But like, I think that they did something very cool, which is they showed a lot of the city that it's about and they showed sometimes caricatures, but like with a heart to it, like the scene with the gun, the kid with the gun.
2: No, that listen, I, I, that was, that was, that wasn't like an emotional and tense and (laughs) suspenseful scene. And I don't, I don't take issue with any, like, with the fact that it's well written, I don't take issue with the fact that that it, it's dramatized. I don't take issue with the fact that like it, it's clearly written. Um, you know, uh, with, I guess. Well, I guess this this is my criticism of it. It's written with a certain audience in mind. It is, and, and this, is, and this right. is what I and, and this is what I wanted to talk about full on with this with this episode. So this is interesting that we're at, we're getting to this point. We
1: finally get to it right at the end. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so this, this I guess, this is, this is gonna be the big finale of, uh, of, of of this episode. I think because I, you know, I'm I'm here at families' houses, and I think they're start they're starting to go to sleep. So, um, it's focused on specific issues that I think the black PMC, the white PMC, like even include and and like the multiracial ruling class. Um, everybody can kind of agree our issues. So, and, and this is what I'm going to say with the two, how the two movies tackle things, both of them. So, gentrification is an easy to show uh, process, I think, sometimes. Like, at least the, the bare minimum of it. Like, the fact that Black people and Hispanic people and, you know, uh, poor people are living in a building, and then a white tech bro takes over the building, buys it, and it kicks them out. is an easy thing for most people that aren't tech bros to care about. Right. Police violence is shown on TV like and, and and in the media every day. The fact that, that police run up to somebody and, and shoot them, it's not the majority of interactions, but it's something that does happen enough that it's shown on TV, always in different cities, but you know, every day. Different police departments. It's something that's that's across the board. So the, these are these are issues though that are tackled. I mean, there's a there's a thread between them. The thread is racism. But the threat is not class dynamics. You know,
3: let me, let me add this. Let me add this. Cause I don't have, I don't have long. <sighs> if, If you have the blank slate and and none of us know what the blank slate these guys had when making that movie came down, making both these movies, Mm -hmm. we don't know the limitations both filmmakers had as far as what you can have, what you can't have. Right. So we're only judging. Who probably
2: probably had very little. (laughs) Boots
3: probably (laughs) had more than you think because of who he is and how he got got the money to make that. Sure.
2: Um,
3: But that being said, when you watch a movie like Blind Spotting, which the, the, the you know the big moment is the police interaction moment. And to Forrest's point, those police interactions don't always have to be so dramatic. You know what the worst police interactions are? The passive aggressive ones. Yeah. When they yeah. stop you and they're like nice to you, but there's no reason for them to be stopping you.
1: Yeah, so you. So, so if I may, uh mm-hmm. last week. Lindsay, my Mrs. Neutron, was mm-hmm. driving up the street to go. I don't even remember what the hell she was doing. I actually wasn't here at the time. It's a practice. But she got stopped by a cop who insisted that the taillight on the car was out, wasn't out. was out, by the way. And then the cop was like, hey, you know, you live you live down the street to her. And it was like, yes, I do. It was like, you're the ones with the Black Lives Matter.
3: Whoa. Um,
1: and And she's like. You know, kind of taken aback, like, well, what of it? It's like, well, you never know. That could piss some people off. Someone might break your window. A police officer, a Milwaukee police officer said this. And I want to point out, Milwaukee, first of all, Milwaukee is is racially stratified in a very significant way. Uh, we live in one of the only mixed neighborhoods in the entire city. And then frankly, the entire state because <laughs> even Madison is like, it was even worse. But like, when she was telling this to me, I, I was, cause you know, obviously anytime you make like, we have a big old picture window. Right. And w- what we used to have, uh, it was, it was black lives matter. And then we had like vote them out and then like, all right, fine, we voted them out. So I'll take that down. Asshole. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. But, <laughs> but the fact that a cop is saying this and, and again, I have worked around police officers, police department, sheriff's department, et cetera, et cetera. All cops are not bastards as far as human beings, but the organization is rife with this and supported. It's supported and encouraged. And, you know.
2: Which I think think gets to the point that we were making in the beginning with, like, the police gangs. Like, and
1: Lindsay not, is a you know a yeah. white girl. She's she's the whitest white girl,
3: right? Yeah. <laughs> she got red hair. will <laughs> get more white than that. No, Conan's wife. She's she's white. She's not gonna. Yeah. Is she Latin? No, she's white. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I mean, and that's so the the thing that she had that interaction. That like, okay, what are the you know what are the kind of interactions are happening you know, just over there. Right. You know, well, I mean, that's board. where the
3: kid, the kid got uh, shot by the cops breaking up the fight and was, or was that Kenosha that was in
1: Kenosha. That, that was, that was Kenosha. And that was Jason. We were practicing like six blocks away. And I, uh, but I didn't find out about until, until afterwards. And then um, like, I was like, Oh my God, like that happened, like down the street from us.
3: <laughs> yeah. Jonathan mentioned that uh in, in a show that we did together. I mean, look, man, that's right. To, to be so to be so overly dramatic with some of that stuff oversimplifies it, but I think that's the audience that he's used to at this point.
1: Like when the kid, like when the when the adorable little kid, you know, mm-hmm. goes, "Don't shoot." That you was know, like, like like that all seems like that that's silly. So, <laughs> hang on, like that, but but that takes it back to like okay, the beginning of the movie, right? Like you know that like the, the, the so like that's why that works and is it a little heavy handed? But I guess I think I guess I, I
2: I this is kind of what I was getting at with sure. my counterpoint. And, and I'm Sorry,
1: sorry to, to totally derail it with a totally unrelated no, 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 This is on but... the same
2: this is on the same level because this no this this hits it perfectly like your wife was stopped by police for having a Black Lives Matter sign on your lawn. Like that that hits the point perfectly. Like this is something that and, and I'm not saying that you're like PMC like you know what I mean? like like the fact that you're kind of in a neighborhood that's that's you know multiracial, but still, like, you know, the, like, the fact that this is something that clearly affects uh, white, 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 like, PMC, or like, white, like, you know, what I mean, like, the, the fact that there's something that people that aren't in those neighborhoods care about, like, the fact that gentrification, at some points, at least, is something that people that aren't in those neighborhoods care about, it's kind of a detached issue. So you you look at, you look at, like, all right, so what's at the bottom of this? Racism, like yeah. you know what I mean, like no, so like yeah, yeah. so, I've so, crash you know, all that,
1: but <laughs> no, so like
2: so, but, but like the 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 thread, the thread connecting them is racism. And sorry yeah. to bother you, I think it's much more complicated. Yeah, and and class plays a bigger role in it.
1: So, I would agree. And between those, yeah. those two movies, Sorry to Bother You is, is absolutely more invested in class. I mean, for fuck's sake, it's a labor organization movie. Yeah. Like maybe the most successful one in the past 30 years.
3: Maybe. And made by a communist. Like, let's... Yeah. let's exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, let's not show all that. A,
3: yeah. Long communist who's born into... He is the definition of red diaper baby if there ever has been... <laughs> maybe maybe our boy uh Reed is, is another example. But, like... Uh, these movies, in my opinion, after rewatching Blind Spotting, I was like, these are it's a real apples and oranges thing at this point to me.
1: Yeah, th- they're, very, this- they're
3: very different films. They're they very, are very, they very are. different films made so, for yeah. entirely different people.
2: No, for sure. So, I guess that's the point that I'm kind of making with this. If Blind Spotting was going to solve an issue, the issue would be these desperate, uh, I mean, you know, affecting, I mean, at least in the gentrification side, affecting a multiracial group of people. But, like, still, like, you know, it, like, the, the, the issue of racism itself, the issue of, you know, systemic police violence, the issue of police shootings and police brutality, like, these are, these are specific issues that would be solved. There's no point in the movie, obviously, where they're like, capitalism needs to be solved.
3: No, because if you notice, there's a, there's a through line that's very understated, that is DeV Diggs will be the recipient of yeah. any sort of heavy-handed treatment from the law, not yeah. his boy. And if you were to walk into a prison, it might not tell you that same story. And right. so it it, in, it
2: definitely wouldn't tell you that same story. So in
3: them in that movie, <laughs> they actually hint to the fact that uh, there's a place that he can't go because it's outside of his pr- probation. It's called Walnut Creek, Walnut, mm-hmm. and they're fighting him and his girlfriend or ex girlfriend. Ever fighting about what county it's in. Walnut yeah. Creek is a place called Contra Costa County. Cocoa County,
1: County baby. Yeah. The
3: reason why Conan says Cocoa County because if you go to certain parts of Contra Costa County, you're going to see a shit ton of white dudes with Cocoa County tattooed on their fucking chest like Tupac had thug life. I'm being totally serious.
1: A hundred percent. Yep. And, and that's
3: all you're going to see and the motherfuckers is is ruthless and they fill
1: the prisons might be the last thing you see if you're if you're the wrong spot (laughs) when you
3: so when you when you when you hear this this kind of like reiteration of like oh no the cop's not going to shoot you he's going to shoot me it's almost like maybe maybe where you are he's probably not going to shoot either one of you why do you guys keep acting like you're in fucking new york or chicago
1: Right, but well, it York, also not the, even
2: not even necessarily New York anymore, because you know, I mean, maybe right now, but like New York's been pretty
3: safe.
1: Shooting, well, they'll strike Not from the documentary called The Joker that I saw. It didn't look <laughs> up I,
3: I
2: have a specific take on Joker. I would like to have you back and argue about the joke.
1: Okay, I mean, like I'm I, I'm not against like, it. I actually I actually talked down a lot of, of people that were like terrible movie. I'm like, explain how it's terrible. It's my, my take
2: on the Joker is that originally scorsese was put on as a producer they wrote yeah. a movie that they wanted scorsese to produce scorsese yeah. dropped out they kept the movie going that's my entire joker take
1: to- totally oh, tracks so, and, and again so maybe,
2: we don't, maybe we don't need to- <laughs> we don't
1: need <laughs> we started out as a mini minisode of like 30 seconds yeah <laughs> i i have
2: one of my, my like my best friend jasmine makes fun of that too like being like because she makes so many scorsese jokes because like yeah she's Oh, Scorsese movies? You love Scorsese movies. It's like, yeah. what about this Scorsese movie? It, like, pulls up the Joker.
3: I'm like, God, uh, <laughs> well, God <fucking> damn it.
1: <laughs> I mean, when I finally saw it, and it took a while to finally see it, I was sort of like, really? This is what everyone was so upset about? I mean, do y'all remember that that movie was like, people were like, oh, it's going to be the fall of modern civilization. I was like, is, I'm sorry, is that 1982? And like, also
2: people, like- were, people were upset that they were – um I guess, portraying an incel really? as, like, yeah. like an incel yeah. as the, a as the protagonist. We're I wish- trying to
3: be an incel, to be honest with you. I,
2: what, I, what I found, I think that it actually had a pretty... Uh, I don't think that it, it, it explored it, but I think that there was a very progressive message in the sense of it made it yeah. clear that austerity in the 70s had closed these mental health treatment facilities down. Yeah. Like, it was very clear that 70s austerity in New York had closed mental health facilities down, he couldn't yeah. get mental health treatment and he went insane. Like, you know what I mean? So
1: it's a character that, study of a man pushed to the extremes by an unfeeling yeah. environment. Just, liberal not, liberal. not just,
2: not just an unfeeling environment. The entire, oh, well, the entire zeitgeist of the moment was yeah. New York city is broke. We yeah. can't afford things anymore. We can't afford anything anymore. New York violent. Yeah. is violent. Transit. Yeah. yeah. Like, like we need to, like boost the police budget by everything. Yeah, we need to cut everything else. So by cutting his mental health budget, it turned him into a fucking supervillain. Which
1: yeah, was- and and like you could've know,
2: could have the plot could have been done by a tweet. But like you know.
1: <laughs> well but and also one thing i, I found <laughs> is like why were people acting as if the joker was meant like meant to be a role model is walter white a role model is tony soprano yeah. no are you a child Wait, are you tony not soprano aware that is not in
2: fact a role model because yeah. i've been i've been gaining weight for the last few months <laughs> <laughs> and but, looking at and looking in, at zillow and i've been like yo could i ever afford to buy a house in new jersey
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> More cereals before
2: us. <laughs> and that's why making this topical and that's why I root against England. Yeah, because both of them <laughs> <are> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Hey, all right, but, all right. I got
3: I got to get out of here. All but, right. But I want to I want to hey, say can we, like,
2: can we do let's let's do a part 2 on this at some point because Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah. I just
3: want to say this before I leave. And and I hope this doesn't make cuttering uh, I, I do feel like the, the movies at the end of the day are apples and oranges there are definitely okay. issues uh, that I had with uh, with, with both films. Um, of course I have less issues with the film that was filmed in in my house if you will uh, <laughs> but, but blind spotting as, as an entertaining film as a, some it's Entertaining as as fuck it, yeah. it, it, it's very the, theres this, there's a scene where there's like this slang they're having this which would never happen in real life. Normal no, no, type.
1: it's a movie though. It's a but it's movie. funny
3: because all the words they're using are real.
2: Um, they, I, I want to say some uh positive things about it at some point because there are positives in Blind Spotting that I think. Sorry to bother you. Is obviously one of my favorite movies. But, um, yeah, so we're gonna leave it here for now, and I, I I really hope to do a part two where we kind of delve deeper into some of the stuff. But I I love it. I, love it.
1: That's, I, uh, I, I, I had a I great really time. It. Me. I did.
2: Yeah. So uh left is.